But over in Psalms chapter 51, if you want to look with me, stand with you when you find it. And I'm going to, I took a text out of that chapter 12, but I want to read that, and then I want to go back over to verse 1. It said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Brother Dean, you know, I've preached from this before. Anybody love the book of Psalms? You can find about anything you want to find in the book of Psalms. And I love the book of Psalms. But as I was sitting there reading the other day, and this scripture came to my mind. And I'm sure you've heard Psalms 51 preached a number of times. I'll probably preach different texts out of it. But you know that's one thing about the Word of God. Every time you look at it, you're going to see something new. And I began to think after I read this, and I began to think about the Scripture. I began to think about David, and I began to think about you and I. And you know, it's awful easy for us to look at somebody else and see their mistakes. It's awful easy for us to judge somebody else as sin. But as I look at this, and I thought, And I thought, well, you know, there is something here in Psalm chapter 51 that relates to each and every one of us. You say, preacher, what is that? David sinned. Did anybody know that? David sinned. Sometimes we look at it and we want to judge David for his sin because of the position that he is in. You know, when you're in a position like that, and I'm going to say us preachers, Brother Dean, and us teachers, I think that we are held to a higher standard. Can I hear an amen? And I'll tell you why. Because people are going to look at us in the position that we're in, Brother Mark, more than they will anybody else. Yeah. And so sometimes we look at Psalm 51... And this is a psalm of David's repentance after he had committed idolatry with Bathsheba. Now, my daddy used to say, when you make a mistake, if you learn from that mistake, then it's going to help you down the road. Now, David made a mistake. Has anybody in the house ever made a mistake before? David made a mistake. And people will look at that scripture and they'll say, well, David was a king. David had a lot of wives. David had, was wealthy. David was a man, the Bible says, David was a man after God's own heart. How many of us can say that today? David was a man that said, I want to walk hand in hand with the Lord. How many of us today wants to walk hand in hand with Jesus? What we're going through today, Brother Billy, would be a good time. I grab a hold of his hand. And let him lead us through what we're going through. Anybody care if I preach a little while? I may have to take a break and blow and spit and drink, but I'm going to get through this. I'm not going to let the devil defeat me this morning. And David was praying his prayer. And he said, have mercy upon me, O God. How many of us today has ever called upon God and said, God, have mercy on me? To thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude (laughs) <laughs> of thy tender mercies. David said, blot out my sin. 
blotted out. You see, David is like a lot of us. Y'all with me? David is like a lot of us. Let's hear from you back there every now and then. <laughs> I hate to just turn my back on the congregation and preach to you too, but I will. <laughs> God, I feel God in this place this morning. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory! But David is like a lot of us has been, perhaps all of us has been. David sinned, plain out sinned. Took a married woman, had her brought to his house while his servant was out fighting a battle for him, laid with her, committed adultery with her, and David knew that was wrong. There's no disgrace, I guess, sometimes in sinning because the Bible says we all sin. Amen? The Bible says we all sin. When he says all, that means all of us. But how many times have we been like David? How many times have we sinned instead of repenting of it right then, we've tried to cover it up? I got some amens out of that. Anybody been guilty of that? I have. You know what it cost me? It cost me backsliding on God. You say, I don't believe in backsliding. The Bible says you can backslide. But you know God loves us so much, we may turn our back and walk away from God and leave God, but God said, I'll never leave you. No matter what you do, God will never leave you. But that don't mean you will go to heaven without repenting of your sins. My daddy also said it's no sin to fall, but when you lay down there, you're living in your sins. What did it cost you when you sinned and tried to cover it up? People, you know, people amazes me. I've heard people say, well, don't tell my preacher I was over here. Don't, don't tell my preacher, Brother Billy. Don't tell my preacher what you caught me doing. Don't tell my preacher. Things are getting quiet now. I thought it started out pretty good. Oh, don't tell my preacher, Mark. Boy, he'll set me down. And if you're sinning, I will. If you got sin in your life, get it cleaned up. If you're going to get in this pulpit, don't just get it cleaned up. Keep it cleaned up. But David, I don't know where he thought because he was a king or what, that he could cover it up and nobody would know about it. Nobody would find out about it. And just a one-night stand with a beautiful woman, Bathsheba, and nobody knowed it but him and her, and she wasn't about to tell. And David was not about to tell. You may cover it up from the preacher. You may cover it up from your husband. You may cover it up from your wife, but you ain't going to cover it up from God. Amen. Why? Because God's got an all-seeing eye. And you know, sometimes I guess... Brother Dean, that's what we preachers and teachers was called to do, is to point out sin. You know, you don't hear sin preached too much anymore. I listen to some TV preachers sometimes, Brother Betty, and they never mention sin. Some of them, all they want to talk about is blessing, blessing, blessing. Send me $50 and I'll put your name in the pot and I'll pray for you if you've got a need. i got good news for you. If you're here or listening out there, you come to me and I'll pray for you free of charge. And I'll do it because I know who I'm praying to. 
No wonder the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. People misquote misquotes a verse all the time. They say, well, the Bible says money is the root of all evil. The Bible don't say no such. The Bible says money is the love of money is the root of all evil. But David was praying for God to have mercy upon him. But again, let me ask you this question today. Have you ever thought that you had sin covered up and nobody would find it out? Of course we do. Of course, that is a lie of the devil, you know. David thought nobody would never find out his sin. And sometimes I wondered if David would ever repent it, if God had said to a man of God, Nathan the prophet, this is gone long enough. David is my servant. He's my king. I put him in his king. He's my servant. Nathan, go down there and talk to David. And this is the message, David, Nathan, I want you to take to David. You tell him that I know his sins. You tell him he better repent of them. But too many, so many times, if we think we've got things covered up that nobody knows about it, we will just keep adding to that sin. That's what happened to David. When Bathsheba sent him word, and David thought, man, I've got it made. But my, David thought he had his sin covered up. And when Bathsheba sent him the message that she was with child, could you imagine what David thought? Him being the king, oh God, I've got to do something. People can't find out. They may farm me as being their king. They may hang me for committing adultery with a woman, married woman. I can't let this get out. And he sinned, and he had Uriah brought home, brought to his house. Told him, said, you go home and stay with your wife tonight. But he didn't. He slept, with a, he slept with the servants. The next night, he got him drunk and said, go home and spend with Bathsheba. See, what David was trying to do, he was still trying to cover up that sin. He knew if he could get Uriah to go home and lay with his wife, then he was going, he was going to think that that was his child. But the Bible says, be sure your sins will find you out and the wages of sin is death. We can't cover it up. And David had her husband killed. Had him killed. Might as well have murdered him himself. He gave him the order. And then here come Nathan to tell him. And then David, this is a prayer of repentance that David prayed right here. Have mercy upon me, O God. According to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. But listen to verse 1 and 2. He said, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. From my sin. Only after his sin came out, he prayed this sin. Aren't you glad for a merciful God today? And he said, verse 3, he said, For I acknowledge my transgression, and listen to this, and my sin is ever before me. David said, I acknowledge my sin. Lord, I acknowledge. I know what I've done, Lord. Lord, God, I know that I sinned. I know that I tried to cover it up, God. I ought to have had more sense. I ought to know, God, I can't hide nothing from you. He said, I acknowledge that I have done wrong. 
I acknowledge my transgression. And I acknowledge my sin. And it is every before me. Let me say this this morning. When we get sin in our lives, let me say something to you brothers and you people out here. When we get sin in our life, there's not going to be much joy in your Christian life. David said, my sin is ever before me. I've heard people say, well, I didn't know that I was sinning. I believe we all know when we sin. How many believe that? Say amen. amen. We know it when we sin. And I've done, acknowledged that one time I sinned, I tried to cover it up from my wife. I tried to cover it up from God. And I was what you call a hypocrite. I was still going to church, but I was a pretender. Because I had sin in my life, and every day that sin was before me. Amen? And I believe if we sin, any one of us sins, I believe we're going to know it. And I believe it's going to come to our mind because the Holy Spirit, Jesus, uh, is going to remind us uh, that we have got sin in our life, and we need to get it out. We need to get it out. And David said, I acknowledge my transgression. And my sin is ever before me. David said, Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil, Lord, in thy sight, that thou mayest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. David acknowledged his sin. David was admitting it was his sin. It wasn't Bathsheba's sin. It wasn't nobody else's sin. It was his sin. And your sin is your sin. Amen? And you've got to deal with your sin. I ain't no priest this morning. So don't come to me and say, I'll give you $20 to pray for me and get this sin behind me. Forgive me of this sin. They ain't but one that can forgive sin. That is God. That is God. You may come to me and you may say, Preacher, I've sinned. Will you forgive me? Of course, I'll forgive you. But my forgiveness and God's forgiveness is two different things. I can forgive you of your sin, but that don't mean you still don't have that sin with you until you repent unto God. Now, I'll pray with you and pray that you'll get it out and get right with God. Let me go on. Time's swiftly passing here. Let me go down here to verse 7. And I'll jot you something down here if I can read it and find it. Verse 7 through 12, the Bible says, David was praying for an inner renewal. That's pretty good stuff there. So seven said, David was praying, and he said, then he said here, he said, after he acknowledged his sin to God and all, then David started praying for an inner, inner renewal. Inner renewal. And he said, purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Only God can cleanse us and wash us that we can be white as snow today. Only Jesus Christ can cleanse us of our sin. David said in verse 8, he said, Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bone which thou hast broken may rejoice. That is telling me that David's sin was ever before him every day. When he talked about his bones being broken, he, he, he had that on his mind. He was under conviction. You know, sometimes we're so stubborn. Sometimes we're so stubborn. 
We won't listen to God, but we will listen to ourselves or listen to somebody else. Sometimes, you know, I'm reminded over there, I believe the book of Colossians, it said, Paul said, I cannot be a man pleaser. He said, if I'm a man pleaser, then I can't please God. And that tells me that we are not going to please everybody. Amen, brother? We're not going to please everybody. And if we're not careful, as preachers and teachers, if we're not careful, we'll spend more time trying to please people than we will God. A lot of times we will do what people want us to do knowing that it's against what God wants them to do. Have you ever been caught in that situation? We need to be careful about that because we can't please everybody. And if we try to please everybody, chances are we're not going to please God. And David said in verse 9, he said, Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all of my iniquity, all my wrong." Notice over here, he said, I acknowledge my sin. But then over here, he said, I acknowledge, uh, I forgot what verse I was in there. I acknowledge my sins, verse, verse 9. He said, hide thy face from my sins. And I like verse 10. He said, create in me. Create in me. Boy, I love this. Create in me a clean heart, O God and renew a right spirit within me. Hallelujah. Only God can do that. Only God can create a new spirit in us. David was getting serious, wasn't it? Sometimes we just need to acknowledge our sins and our wrongs and get it tucked care of before God so we can go ahead and live a joyful life. Amen. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. David had got the wrong spirit in him. Sometime, church, we allow the wrong spirit to get in us. We allow the wrong, we're, we'll, we'll allow a jealous spirit, a hateful spirit to get in us. We will allow the enemy to come in and control our life. And when we do that, we're heading down the wrong road. How many degrees there? Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. Verse 11, notice this. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Listen to me, church. Sin will separate you from God. Sin will separate you from God. And what happens when that happens? If you're not careful, the devil's going to come in and take you down the wrong road. Come in and take you down the wrong road. He said, cast me not away from thy, from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit. Spirit for me. You know, maybe I ought to say this, and maybe I ought to. I'll say it, and then I'll find out, I guess. There's so many people, and I believe with all my heart, and I'm not throwing off on no churches, but I believe there's so many churches that God has wrote Ichabod over the door. You say, what does that mean? It means God has departed. What do you mean, preacher? Because he's not welcome in his house anymore. He's not welcome anymore. And without the presence of God being in his house uh, and being in us, without the Holy Spirit, uh, friends, we're not going to see much happening in our churches. Amen. Boy, I felt the Holy Ghost this morning. Church started and I felt it. Did anybody else feel it or was I the only one? 
I could feel it was in the back, in the middle, and it was everywhere. Why? Because we came in with a free spirit this morning. Free spirit. I love to go to church when people go to church and brings Jesus with them. I like to go to church, amen. Brother Billy, when you can walk in the house and you can feel the presence of the Lord. I like it when it just, boom, it hits. You don't have to put on a show. You don't have to pretend. All you got to do is just be mindful of the Holy Spirit and do what he says to do. Sherry Brown song, that song, flow through me, Holy Spirit, flow through me. And man, I feel something going from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. That's a song, ain't it? Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, where would we be at today? See, the thing about Jesus, you're never alone. Hey, man, it don't matter if you go a million miles. Uh, if you've got Jesus in your heart, he's right there with you. David said in verse 12, he said, Restore unto me. This is getting personal with David, wasn't it? He was talking to God. God, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Restore unto me the joy. See, David knew the joy that he once had walking with the Lord. There is joy walking with the Lord. How many know that, church? There is joy walking with the Lord, honey. John, there's a joy when you can be riding down the road and know that everything's clear between you and me, you and God. There is joy in it. A lot of people that I know, Brother Dean, I've seen that used to be full of joy for the Lord. But somewhere down through life's way, they evidently choose to be like David, walked away from God. And now then they're not even in church. You see them and they look so sad all the time. They're allowing the devil to control their life. You can't allow the devil to control your life. You can't allow people to control your life if you're going to have the joy of the Lord. Sometimes we've got to sacrifice for that joy. But what you sacrifice for Jesus, he will replace it a whole lot more than what you sacrifice. Amen? And then David said, Lord, if you will do this, he said, Then will I teach transgressors sinners thy way, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. What a repentance. What do you think? You think God forgave David? I can assure you that God forgave David when David asked him to. Have you lost your joy this morning? Have you lost your joy, church, this morning? How many believe a lot of people has lost their joy? How many believe a lot of churches has lost their joy? They're just trying to hang on and hang on. Man, it's a blessing this morning, a blessing to look, Brother Dean, and see a good crowd, beautiful crowd this morning of all ages. I was sitting there watching, and them kids, when they went to class, I was sitting there watching when them teenagers came back through there. How many believe we're blessed at Bloomington Chapel? We are blessed, Brother Lee. Sometimes we don't acknowledge how blessed we are. But you go to some of these other places a lot, and you'll find out how blessed you are right here. Thank God for a free spirit. I felt that free spirit this morning. I feel better than I felt the last two months this morning. <laughs> Just keep me in your prayers that this pneumonia will get away. And it'd be all right with me if this weight stopped falling from me just right where it's at. I could really move then. You ain't seen nothing yet. 
I'm looking for that day. I don't know why God's holding me back, pulling me back on the bridle. But I'm going to tell you something, church. One of these days, he's going to turn me loose. Amen? And I ain't going to do it myself. I've got other preachers and teachers here. Need to step up. One time I had four teachers, one for each Sunday. Now I don't have but one. That's Tony. What'd you say? It wasn't much. Well, it's all we got. <laughs> but if you somebody here, if you'll say, step up. Church, we need to step up. Step up and say if you're qualified. Brother Ralph, I'll be glad to teach one Sunday morning in the old people's class. Brother Ralph, I'll be glad to preach a Sunday night or two a month. I'll be glad to help you out. I'll be glad to help Tony out. I'll be glad to help. And Johnny's got some teachers, some help there. But we need some help for us old people. We need to hear. And if you want to step up and say, Brother Ralph, God has led me, and I'm going to take a Sunday a month or two Sundays a month, whatever you need, I'm willing to do it. That makes me feel good, and that makes God feel better. Amen. See, this ministry is not just about me, church. This church is not about me. It's about all of us, all of us working together and pulling together, Brother Billy, and loving one another, forgiving one another. This, the scriptures came through my mind now. You know, <coughs> when Jesus said it, the Last Supper with the disciples, and one of them was a devil, one of them old Judas Iscariot, and sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. Oh, we talk about that a lot. Well, why did Jesus, Judas do that? There's a lot of people that sold Jesus out for a whole lot less than what Judas did. Amen? Sold him out for a lot less than Judas did. But you know, even right at the end, Jesus gave Judas an opportunity to repent. You remember what he told him when he dipped his sop in there with him, the cup, whatever? Them other disciples that asked Jesus and Judas had asked him too, Lord, is it I? Lord, is it I? When Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. And old Judas, he was, see, Judas thought he had that covered up from God. You don't cover nothing up from God. And Judas looked at Jesus. He said, was it I? You remember what Jesus told him? He told Judas, he said, whatever you do, Judas, you do it quickly. And Judas, his guilt, he jumped up and he ran out and I've heard that he went hungry. I'll say to you here this morning, if you're here and you're lost, and I'm going to say to you, on the Facebook there, if anybody's watching, I'm going to say to you, whatever you're going to do, you better do it quickly. Because I believe Jesus is fixing to come. I believe. How many believe Jesus is soon to come? I believe that with all my heart. You can sit back and you say, oh, I've heard that all my life. I have too. I'm 74 years old. But the first time I heard it, I'm still looking for Jesus to come. Still looking for Jesus. When you get sin in your life, you're going to lose your joy. Anybody got sin in their life, let's get it out. Let's be able to come to church and rejoice. Amen. Rejoice and be glad in the Lord. I've been on this journey a long time, a lot longer than I've got left. If you measure my life on the yardstick, there's probably about that much of it left, please, in this life. But I know where I'm going. I know where I'm going. Weeping will come in the night, but joy will come in the morning. Have you lost your joy this morning? If you have, Jesus will restore it just like he restored David's joy. I was reading here and it said, God restored. said, David's cry here may reflect only the fear, not the reality of losing, of losing, let's say losing the Holy Spirit and being rejected by God. Now that is a fearful thing, losing the Spirit and 
a fear of being rejected from God. Do you know when we get to them pearly gates there or wherever we go, and Jesus stands there, and they sing a song here sometimes, please search the book again. I thought my name was there. He just shakes his head, says it's not here. Well, I thought it was there. It was there 50 years ago, 20 years ago. See, God is not interested in what you've done 50 years or 20 years or a year ago. God is only interested in what are you doing today and where is your life at today with Jesus. That's where he's at. How is it today? David said, it said, God, he was praying for God to restore, listen to this, the joy of his salvation. The joy of his salvation. Not salvation itself. See, Jesus never loses you. I mean, he, he never leaves you. His Holy Spirit hits, hits with you all the time. If anybody does anything, it's you walks away from God. He don't walk away from you. And wherever you walked away from God at, if you go back there, you'll find him waiting for you to come back. See, David had lost his joy. Not his salvation, but he had lost his joy. Lost his joy. Have you lost your joy this morning? Would you stand with me? If you have, come just as you are. All heads bowed and eyes closed. Be a praying. He's lost in here, come. If you just don't have the joy that you once had, say a year ago, and some of you I don't believe have, but if you don't have that joy that you once had, there's plenty of room. This is a big altar all the way across here in front seat. Just come up and ask Jesus to restore you of your joy if you don't have the joy that you once had. I'm done. It's up to you today.